Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Pretty much everyone brings some baggage into the marriage. And it might be that you have some deep regrets you're afraid to admit, or you just have some bad habits. If you can work through those issues, though, you can experience deeper intimacy as a couple. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and uh, he's in charge of our marriage department here at Focus. Greg, it's really important for a couple early on to be honest about the past, but it's not always easy to be honest. It's not easy at all, but yet it's so important. John, I remember when Aaron and I were dating, and I I remember the conversation, and and I was so scared. I was so nervous because I wasn't sure if I was honest with Aaron about a past sexual experience that I had had, what would she do with that? Hmm. Would, would she reject me? Would she dump me? Would she be understanding? I mean, I wasn't sure what would happen, but you know, it was, it took a lot of courage for us to sit there and to have that conversation, but I'm so glad that, that I did. And I'm, I'm so proud of how she responded to me because I, looking back, that began to instill a, a, that character quality of honesty within our marriage. In so many ways, it began to train us that we can have hard conversations and, and actually grow closer mm. as a result of that. You know, it built so much trust in in my wife that that for me to share something that that she was going to respond. In, in in a way that that moved us forward, and that and that thus cultivates security. Yeah. So so that is so important because if there's something that's gone on and you're not sharing that, then you're sort of deciding that your this person can't handle what's gone on in your past. In in so many ways, John, that's manipulative. Mm. Well, Lisa Robertson and her husband, Al, are part of the famous Robertson family from the show Duck Dynasty. And uh, we love talking to Lisa and Al because they're so honest. And here now is Lisa talking with Jim Daly about the way that she and Al worked through some difficulties from their past. Uh, your family of origin uh, crossed town in Monroe, <laughs> Louisiana, right? Yeah. You're living a, a different world in some ways. Um, what was happening in your family at that 40,000-foot view? You were suffering from abuse that you kept silent. Right. Um, suffering and no one knew, but yet my family wanted the perfect family. So to project that That's right. perfect family. They wanted... Um, whenever you looked at us, we were the all-American family, and and they had it all together, and and it was totally not true. Um, My family was a family who, whenever we were all behaving and doing what we were supposed to, we were in church. And with three kids, that's probably not very often. Right. Probably Christmas, Easter, you know, the major holidays. But, you know, if we were all behaving— then it was okay. But if not, we still had to project that perfect family out mm-hmm. there. It's a very conditional. That's right. Um, not from my dad so much. My dad um, is my hero. I, he was um, my first love, you know. But he, um, I think he allowed my mom to be that way. Mm. And I think all of that went back to her past also, you know, of that conditional love. She was always loved own condition. And it was, if you do this, 
you'll get our love. If you do this, you know, we'll love you. And so that's kind of the way she was raised. And so that's how she raised us was that condition. Lisa, let me ask you for the sake of that person. It it could be a mom. It could be a daughter. And that abuse was traumatic sexual abuse that you suffered. And, of course, we have that really well detailed. You were gracious and open in that broadcast we did. And Mm -hmm. you can get that at our website, John. Mm -hmm. You'll give details in just a minute. And you go into far more of the story. But in that context, it felt like to me that you learned that silence about the bad things was the better approach for the family, that you just kind of kept it in so that you could project and aid your mother particularly in projecting that everything's great, that that we're a totally solid, good family. How many people are suffering from that kind of environment right now? A teen girl, a a mom who's suffering because she's in bondage to that. Describe that again and and what a mom can do to begin a journey toward a healthy relationship. Well, Jim, we hear this all the time whenever we speak because I talk about that in the speeches that we do. And when we're signing books, I mean, I have people walk up and you know who they are because they've got tears in their eyes and they're like, my life is your life. Mm -hmm. Same things happen to me. And You know, I always tell them that you don't know how you're going to react later in life to things that happen to you as a child. Mm -hmm. I learned that I could never be honest about anything, about who I was, what had happened to me or anything. Mm -hmm. And so honesty was not the first thing that I went to. It was whatever looked good is what I went to. So if I had to tell a lie for it to look good, that was okay too. But you know, I tell people all the time, you don't have to live in that lie. That's a lie that Satan will throw at us and say, look, if you do not project the perfect family, people will not respect you. People will not like you. You'll have no friends. And that is the farthest thing from the truth right. that there could be. Because people actually respect that you can come out and tell people what has happened to you. They respect honesty. And, you know, people like to be around people who are honest. Right. It draws them upward, not downward. That's exactly right. I don't want to be around someone who's negative all the time and bringing me down or someone who won't tell me the truth, you know. And so probably from 35 on, and that was, you know, whenever I had the revelation in the backyard, from 35 on, I decided this is going to be my life. I am going to be a person who tells the truth. I am going to be honest. You can determine that. You don't have to wait that long. You can determine that right now, today. You just say, honesty is going to be my first quality. It's so refreshing to hear people like Lisa, so transparent about uh, the challenges of life. That's that's the Christian standard. It's not the ideal life. It's the authentic life. And uh, Jim mentioned a previous conversation that we had with Al and Lisa. We've got that on our website. We're going to link over to it in the show notes. Uh, Greg, after a couple is really honest with each other about things they've been through or bad decisions they've made, um, what are some next steps toward moving in a healthy direction? Well, we need to make the goal to help both people feel safe. So as someone begins to share something from their past, really in your mind go, okay, how can I make this feel safer for both of us? 
you know, instead of maybe going to that place of judgment or shaming them or, you know, or getting angry or, or personalizing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what, what your spouse did before, you know, you guys were dating. So just, just think about that and ask yourself, okay, how can I really make this safe for both of us? I think, John, an important part of this process of moving forward is, is to grieve whatever's been shared, it, I think it's a temptation that we just kind of want to go, oh, well, you know, it's okay. I love you. That, that, that we, it's not when we were dating, that's not who you are now. But, you know, it's also powerful to go, you know, I know that that was before we were dating, but, but boy, there's some loss there for me. Um, you know, I was working with a premarital couple in, in her dream, was to marry this godly young man who was a virgin and fell in love with this guy and wanted to spend her life with him and found out that that he had had some past sexual experiences. And so very forgiving, and and yet she wasn't grieving the loss of, of the hope, the dream, what that meant for her, and just encouraging her to do that saw so much growth in their relationship yeah. because her unwillingness to do that in the beginning was, was really keeping her stuck. And I even encourage couples is, as you share these things, there's sometimes it's super appropriate in, in actually healing to almost have like a, a, some sort of cleansing ceremony. Like for this couple I was talking about, um, he actually sat her down um, after one of our counseling sessions in, in, in performed a foot washing hmm. ceremony, wow. kind of symbolically saying that, that, you know, this is not who I am. And, and it just, anyway, I mean, it was very healing. Yeah. I've, you have to I've, find the appropriate mechanism to, to totally, use, but yeah. convey. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had people that have gone through maybe their house and written scripture verses, mm-hmm. you know, on the wall behind picture, whatever, just, just as a way is to to cleanse maybe some of the things that have gone on yeah. in our past. So definitely would say, as you guys talk this through, boy, it can be so good to go see a Christian counselor just as a way just to process because th- sometimes it's it's hard to be honest, to share how that's impacting you, especially if, okay, I get that that was before we were married. But just as a way to go, you know what, we're going to get help. We're going to take this serious. And then you may want to check in from time to time and allow your allow your spouse to to continue to grieve that. I, I remember one time sharing something with Aaron that had happened in my past and kind of I felt like we dealt with that. And then she brought it up like a year later. <laughs> and I, you know, I got mad. I was like, why are you even bringing this up? We've talked about it. We dealt with that. I mean, that was the worst thing that I could have done. <laughs> I wish that I would have said, you know what? Yeah, I, I know that that grief is a strange thing, and and it sounds like something's been stirred in you. I'd love to hear more about what's going on for you. That is not how I handled that conversation. <laughs> so I'm giving you the aspirational version. There you go. Of what I wish no, I would have done. I appreciate that you've always been very candid and honest, and um, I think every one of us who has heard you talk about your mess ups has benefited from that. It's sort of like, pay attention here. There's a better way. Yeah, there there really is. And the good news is being open and honest about what's gone on in your past, that really can grow the trust, the security. Oddly, when when I've shared things like that, 
Aaron instantly is like, boy, I feel so much closer to you. Mm -hmm. There's more security there. And it's it's counterintuitive. But there's just something about being vulnerable and then courageously kind of sharing what's gone on so that you guys can grow and deal with that. That that really does move the, the marriage forward. Well, Al and Lisa are really committed to helping you move your marriage forward. So get a copy of the Robertson's excellent, amazing book, Desperate Forgiveness, uh, from us here at Focus on the Family. Um, We have copies available. In fact, we'll send one to you as our thank you gift when you join the support team here at Focus on the Family. It may be that you didn't know, but we rely on your generous donations to keep making podcasts like this and have so many different things that reach out around the world and help tens of thousands of couples every month. So please consider a generous gift today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send desperate forgiveness to you. And if you're feeling stuck or you're having a crisis or you can't figure out how to get honest with each other, uh, it might be that you need something even beyond our free counseling services. You might need to know more about Hope Restored which is our four-day intensive program. Couples in crisis come, and over 80% who attend Hope Restored are still married and doing well two years after attending. So please, uh, learn more in the show notes or reach out to us by calling 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, Joyce Penner and her husband Cliff discuss intimacy in marriage. And for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.